last time on Join the Party. Cole leads Tracy and Anara to talk to Creative, the people who control what happens next in the wrestling match for O'Cake's life. But first, we have to deal with an army of receptionists. Is, uh, is, there, is there a room in here that is not a reception desk? Eventually, yes, that is entirely <laughs> true. Finally, they find an express door that leads to the writer's room. And the head writer is an awakened bear. Milligan, buddy, what's up? Cole, oh my god, I didn't even know you were here on this tour. That's so wild. I know, right? Milligan isn't that great of a storyteller, so he uses a cadre of fish people to summon his ideas for him. When the party yells Oatcake's name enough times, the magical fish people summon a giant Oatcake. The French bulldog monster chases the party through the office, into the Infropolis streets, and Cole attempts a daring escape using her technology. And she is going to put an arm around Inara's waist, and she's going to hit a button on her chest, and her jetpack is going to emerge. What? As dope as that is, Cole is swatted out of the air by the big doge, and Anara and Tracy are cornered in an alley until a mysterious orc woman distracts the dog away. Who is this orc woman? Why is she so good at distracting dogs? And what is the third question I can ask to fulfill the rule of threes? Let's get the party started. As the giant dog runs away, finally the alley is still. Anara, you are holding on to Cole's passed out body uh, in stairs that are leading down into an open door. Tracy, now that the massive dog has run away from you, you are staring at a tall woman with green skin and two very dangerous swords hanging from her waist. She turns around and looks you right in your metal face and says, You know, I don't do this for free. Well, um, Tracy reaches down to his pocket and gives her all his gold. (laughs) How much gold is that, bud? Um, 673 gold. Oh, um, that was like a joke, but. Oh, well, if you don't want it, I'll take it back. It's fine. No, 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 it's it's cool. I'll take it. It's fine. It's not heavy. It's like, it's mine. I'll I'll take it. It's fine. Anara, the door that you are standing in front of has now opened all of the way and it is too dark to see inside. Do I see any thieves can't markings around the door frame? Yeah, you do. There are two arrows on either side of the door frame that are both pointing inside and you hear the sound of big band music. Someone might be dancing inside of there. Well, now that the immediate danger is out of the way, I'm going to drag Cole back up and kind of prop her against the uh, wall of the alley and jog up to meet Tracy and this intriguing new figure. Uh, hey, I, uh, our, our friends passed out over there. Are we going to need to fight or something? Sorry, I'm just, it's, it's been a long day. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not here to fight anybody right now, except, you know, I might have fought that big old dog if it hadn't gone off there. 
Uh, yeah, me too. I was going to be really tough and strong that and was, fight yeah. this big dog. Our intention for and, sure. Yep, 100%. Not running. No. No, why would we do what? that? <laughs> I'm a nerd. Do you want some more gold? At gold? Inara, did you say? Oh, yeah, that's me. Hi, Inara Hartline. Uh, I shake her hand and I go, uh, I'm Finale Wormwood. Uh, what are you? She says and she looks at Tracy. <laughs> what are you, madam? <laughs> No, I, I'm sorry. That was kind of rude. Uh, uh, I'm a half orc, so that's the what I am. I'm, I've just—I'm sorry. I've never seen someone like you before. Oh, yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm a pillar color, super rare. <laughs> I'm a Tracy. Okay. All right. Uh, are you all headed downstairs? Uh, that was kind of our intention. Do you know what's down there? There's there's like music playing. What time is it? it, it sorry, I kind of lost track of it all. I haven't seen daylight and it feels like a long time. Also, like, who are you? How did you do that? And what? <laughs> I'm confused by all of your questions. <laughs> Where'd that dog go? I just threw a big branch and he ran off. A big we really should have thought of that. Do you uh, think he thought you were a branch? You know what? Probably. Oh, probably. Cut to the giant 20-foot dog is now just like <laughs> chewing on a person. Oh, no. <laughs> so that's like the dog has a dwarf pinned between two, two of its hands. It's just like lightly gnawing on, on him. It's like, no, oh, this, oh, this is my good coat. And then he squirms away to safety and is fine. Well, then it comes back to your seat. Okay. <laughs> Who can say? Okay. Do you live here in town or? Yeah, for the time being. Uh, I was just going to go grab a drink. Do you think maybe we should talk down there? Wink. <laughs> no, she, she said wink out loud. Can you just do that? So, uh, did I? Uh, can I? I don't even think I can roll a deception check because I'm so flustered. Uh, I'm going to go inside. You guys can do whatever you want here. Uh, considering our friend needs substantial first aid, sounds like a good plan. Can we just? Sorry. Oh my God, Cole! I don't know if the sound, if it's like weird to say, <laughs> who knows, but uh, can you just promise not to like kill or betray us just for like the next 12 hours or something? Just need a little, whew, need a little, little breathing time, a little truce. No you offense. sure are rattled. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a long, long year. Uh, drop a contract. Yeah, I won't betray or stab any of you. Cool, thanks. Again, no <laughs> offense. You seem great. Love the swords. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Lead on. Lead Where'd on. you get this? I want one of those swords. Let's go. I'm following behind Anara and Finale and giving Cole's little sips of my red healing potion along the way as much as she can take in at a time, but hopefully stabilizing her. Yeah. Most of it is just coming out the other side of her mouth, but it's enough that you don't have to worry about her dying. Well, that's that's, that's a plus. You good? Yeah, pretty good. Also, her jetpack is extremely messed up. Not, not really my my chief concern at the moment. I'm just I'm just sharing. I'm what creating I'm creating a, a world for all of us to. You're weaving a tapestry. Exactly. <laughs> would a healing potion help the jetpack? I mean, you could always try. <laughs> I dab a little bit on the jetpack. <laughs> it just it just like rolls off. It's like you're trying to repair a car by putting a bandaid on it. Listen, it doesn't. <laughs> Wait, hurt. Would, would a bandaid work? No, it would not work. It also would not work. With finale leading the way, you walk down into uh, that door that opened up. Uh, but it is still dark inside. Is there a light switch anywhere? Oh, yeah, right to your right. I turn the light on. Yeah, <laughs> so the lights go on. And inside, you see, uh, sitting in a very large armchair, is a Kenku. The Kenku is wearing suspenders and shirt sleeves and slacks. And the Kenku's mouth is wide open, and that's where the big band music is coming from. 
This room is straight Gatsby. It is like 1920s art deco, like mixed with current hipster Instagram restaurant. Light bulbs are hanging from the ceiling in staggered heights. Uh, each one is holding a little jar with warm orange light emanating from it. There are uh, multiple desks over to the right. There are uh, comfortable seats everywhere. The entire left wall is just an entire library. It's just shelves and shelves and shelves of books all pressed up against each other. So, uh, Finale, have you been here before? Oh, yeah. I mean, not, I mean, I don't like hang out here. I'm going downstairs. And she walks through the room and she looks at the bookcase and she pauses for a second. And then she reaches up to, like, the sixth shelf, and she pulls out a book about Dragonborn Anatomy. Uh, what's that book called? S- scales and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you pull that book, and the middle of the bookcase opens up Scooby-Doo style as a door. And it leads down a winding spiral steps. The Kenku gets up and makes a very loud saxophone sound at you and walks over to Tracy and makes another saxophone sound at him and points towards uh, one of the chairs. Uh, you want me to sit in the chair? Uh, You get blasted with another saxophone. Our our, our friend is pretty sick. Are there any first aid capabilities here? Also, hi, uh, my name's Inara, and I'm going to very try to subtly just, like, toss my marble up, my assassin marble up, and then put it back in my pocket. Um, you get a resplendent chorus of trumpets that somehow sounds like it's in stereo, which is very confusing. <laughs> um, then the Kenku turns back to Tracy, and the music stops, and you hear a um, an ambulance siren that is now bl- just right, blasting right. you in the face. All right, calm down. He's with me. And you get blasted by an ambulance Jesus. siren. <laughs> Finale, you know where you're going. This Kenku is like the door person. Yeah. Maybe we should leave the teethling here. I'm sure they can take care of it. Can I roll an investigation check to see how trustworthy this door attendant is and the general vibe if we can leave Cole here to recuperate or sleep it off? So you can do an investigation check to check out the room or you can do an insight check to check the Kenku. Let's do uh, insight. Okay. I'll do an investigation check to check the room well. Just do that. Inara's drunk. Uh, four plus five for a nine. It's so weird how they're making different sounds with their mouth. Rude. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> I have talked with Kenku before, sir. Uh, I got 16 plus five for a 21 for my investigation check. Okay. Eric, that's very good. What do you want to know? Proud of you, Brandon. Damn it. For your first time rolling well. I was not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me say... As you two try to figure out what's the deal in this room, uh, you hear loud thumping. Where's it coming from? It's coming from the street outside of the door. You gonna get that, Gerald? Gerald makes the sound of uh, <laughs> of a um, concierge bell ringing, <laughs> and uh, Gerald opens the door. Filling up the entire door frame is Alabaster. Oh, thank goodness. Alabaster is missing one arm and <gasps> oh. has a bite mark that streams across his chest like a bandolier. 
Whoa. Huh, things are getting nasty out there. That's gnarly. Can I get one of those? How'd you get that? No, I would advise you not to get that. Oh, okay. Al, Cole got hurt. We gave her a healing potion. I think she's okay for now, but she needs to, to get some help or healing or sleep. Can you carry Cole with one arm? Alabaster comes over and picks you up with one arm. <laughs> like, Aww. I think so, Tracy, but I appreciate you, you caring about me. Okay, put me down, please. I can't carry both Tracy and Cole at the same time. I didn't ask you to do that. Good point. <laughs> Alabaster puts you down, and it goes over and slings Cole under one arm. It says, I use my GPS to figure out the way here, and I'll just use my GPS to go back to Cole's room. She'll be fine. Beep boop. It's convenient. GPS stands for Great Person System. <laughs> can, can we get one of those for Alonzo? It's a very serious question. Uh, See you later. She's going to take a very long nap. I got locate object. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, Al. And when she wakes up, tell her that we are okay and we will see her soon. That sounds good. Hopefully you can make it to the fight tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I forgot all about that. Uh, okay. We'll see you there, bud. Yeah, we'll see you there. Alabaster runs off with Cole slung under one arm. Gerald, <laughs> may we retire to the next room, sir? Finale's already halfway down the stairs. And yeah. <laughs> shrugs and follows. Tracy shuffles off down the corridor. Uh, Tracy, your danger sense goes off because these stairs suck. <laughs> They're very bad. And it's like both cold and clammy and hot at the same time. Yep, yep. It's very bad. At the bottom of the stairs, there are two saloon doors, and one is hanging on by a screw. How'd that happen? Finale says, and she kicks the other one open. (laughs) (laughs) We can just do that? Tracy kicks the other one. (laughs) All right, you three walk in, and like the room goes silent. 30 rough-looking people are sitting at various stools and booths, and they all look at you all at the same time. Finale, like, sucks on one of her fangs with her tongue, and she flashes a peace sign. And everyone just goes back to what they were doing. Do you you know all these people? I mean, like, yeah. I I come in here all the time. Uh, This is the Dead Ringer. Uh, It's sort of like my home base. Uh, I kind of like these, like, you know, off the off the beaten path, divey sort of places. I look at Anara and I say, "Do you drink? Are you old enough to drink?" Uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm old enough to drink. And I look at Tracy and I go, "Can you drink?" <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, I can. I, yes. Can you drink? I'm great at it. Why don't we have a demonstration of all of our relative uh, uh, skills and enthusiasm for drinking? That sounds great. Bartender, 13 bottles, please. Oh, my God. (laughs) First, I want to say, the Dead Ringer is a terrible bar. It is so bad. Like, all of the seats are vinyl, and every single one is ripped. It's like almost someone did it intentionally to make every single seat match. Uh, There's a broken jukebox in the back. Everyone sitting there just, like, has nowhere better to be. There's a dartboard in the back, and but people are just like throwing knives at it. <laughs> Tracy knows where he's going next. Yeah. Now, is it a nice bar that's fallen into disrepair, or one that's supposed to look this way? Because the lobby was nice. Yeah. You no. Know, <laughs> that was not the answer. No yeah. Part. No. Good, good point. Good point. Uh. So, how do you know all these people, Finale? I mean, 
most of us are like bounty hunters. <gasps> Where's my bottles? And Nara's eyes grow so wide. <laughs> you just shouted. You didn't you just shout it out loud. Uh, so Finale goes up to the bar and she sort of smacks on it with her hands and she goes, Mac, 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 Mac. You see one gray paw slap on the bar from below and uh, an old tabaxi pushes himself up from the floor. He says, I was napping, but not for any of the reasons you were thinking. I was napping for my own reasons. A little cat nap? That was exactly the reason that I didn't want you to say. <laughs> so, yes, hello. Thank you. Uh, no, I I was doing a power s- sleep. Mm. Yes, how may, I, how may I help you? Thank you, Finale. I am so glad that I can <laughs> see your face because you've obviously done good, good and fine work for the thing that I have just told you to do. And you are back way too soon for this. I'm going back to sleep. Wait, 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 wait. No. Yeah, yes, hello. I feel like we just had this conversation. My two friends, my good two friends, almost got mauled by a giant dog. We got upgraded to good friends. (laughs) Whoa. That's true, though. That's true. And I think they deserve a drink. Thirteen of them. Thirteen. Really any prime number. Huh. Twenty-nine. Um, first of all. Thirty-seven. No. Second of all. No. Third, I'm going back to sleep. Can I have Excuse a vodka me. on the rocks, please? Okay, there we Thank you. This is, see, you understand how I'm a bartender, and you are a patron of a bartender, and the, yeah, this is how like, the Yeah, but we're like, more than does. that, we're like close personal friends, I would say. I would not, I would not say we are close personal friends. Uh, can, I I have, can I have wine in any vessel bigger than a cup? Oh, bucket of wine, got you. Okay. <laughs> and uh, can you even drink? This is fun. Excuse I'm enjoying me. this. Excuse me, hi. We can just stick to the transaction here. Thanks. Uh, Tracy slams his axe on the counter. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it sounds. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mac is unfaced. Yeah. What do you want? Uh, can you do like a corpse reviver? I don't have the magical skills for that. Like, just give me like ale. All right, bucket of ale. Cool. Like, can you just give me a glass? <laughs> a very large <laughs> glass of ale. Mac goes back down below the bar. I, actually, I should explain. Mac. Mac is like rather old. He's an old kitty. Yeah, Mac has seen some stuff. Uh, he has a um, a bite taken out of one of his ears. No. So, finale. Everyone in here, you know them in some capacity, mm-hmm. way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And the people can't stop talking. It's like whenever they're in here, all of the conversations that they've wanted to have with people up above on the surface mm-hmm. where the people are. I want to <laughs> see, you want to see them dancing. Uh-huh. They get out here and it is loud. It is so loud. Anara, do you want to go back to the library? Normally I would say no, but in this case it's very loud. I- what? Ah, uh, come on. You stay a while. I rescued what? you guys from a- <laughs> I rescued you from a giant dog. And I haven't talked to normal people in a long time. So do you want to- do you want to sit? Do you want to sit? I definitely want to hear more about this whole bounty hunter situation. Um... I find people, sometimes I kill them, and then I get money. <laughs> I'm frozen <laughs> in a grin. Uh, who, who like, employs you? Or are you just like a, like a drifter man, like on your own, your own boss? Well, I would like to say I'm self-employed, but... Yep, that too. I get most of, my, uh-huh. most of my leads from Mac, honestly. Oh, really? That's kind of what we do here. We're sort of like uh, 
like a collective of bounty hunters uh-huh. supporting each other. Cool. Everyone here. We're all we're, we're independent. It's like it's a whole thing. As you say that, you hear a loud bell sound and you hear a whoop and you look over and there's like a pneumatic tube that goes behind the bar up through the ceiling and there's a little scroll in there. And Mac puts all three of your drinks on the table and reaches back for it, opens it up, and then everyone goes silent when they hear the bell. Oh, whew. And Mac says, uh, all right, I got, uh, town over. There's a, uh, evil baron that's taking everyone's taxes. He has one leg and the other leg is a gun. Ah, that sounds pretty cool. Does anybody want it? That's an option. Bones, that sounds like the one for you. <laughs> a human man who looks a lot like David Boreanaz stands up. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, finally, gun leg. I've been talking about this. And, like, three <laughs> other people stand up, too. And they all, like, try to, and they all are running at the bar at the same time. Like, pushing each other, trying to jockey for it. Mine! I grab it. Oh, Max slaps your hand away immediately. He's like, I don't, I don't even know where you are, but you are definitely not part of the Bounty Hunters Guild or any of the associated guilds that are related to it. I stare him directly in the eye and slowly scoot my drink off the counter oh and onto the floor. Tracy has taken a heel turn. Yeah, Max shrugs. I'm like, okay, sounds good. And uh, at this point, David Boreanis pushes the, the human that looks like David Boreanis, whose name is Bones. David H. Boreanis, a.k.a. Quote, Bones. Quote, Bones, pushes everyone to the side and hops over the bar and grabs the scroll and says, later, suckers, gonna make some cash, and runs up the stairs. Yeah, uh, he's never gonna do it. Finale, are they all, like, you guys, like, help people doing this, or...? Sometimes, for sure. I mean... I mean, that guy seemed like a bad guy on the scroll. Sometimes they are bad guys. A lot of the time they are bad guys, which, you know, you're welcome. It's from the back of the bar, you hear, but we're all kind of bad guys, so it's fine. That's honestly pretty refreshing. Uh, is there somewhere that we can talk privately or quietly? We could go over that booth in the corner. You want to... Heck yeah. Love booths. Yeah, yeah love, love a good booth. Booths are great. No, but also you have to pay, you have to pay for these. Start a tab. That's fair. All right, finale's tab. Good. On the way over to the booth, I want to make a investigation check or perception check to just see if there's anyone in the bar that I actually need to be worried about. Yeah, make an investigation check. Fourteen. Okay. So I'll tell you two things. Everyone's like off the clock. It's like they're neutral ground. They're all just chill. They're chilling. They're at their bar. The other thing though is that on the wall next to you. As you go, you're going over to the booth that's next to the broken jukebox. On the wall behind you, looks like a wine cellar. And in each of those individual, like, cubbies, there are little scrolls. And above them have a name written on them. And you look over and you see Finale's name written above one of them. Whenever you sign up for the Bounty Hunters Collective, (laughs) um, you have to sign a bounty for yourself. And some of them are jokes. Uh, but some of them are real, and this is a, n- a neutral place, so it's like everyone's names are here. Got it. Sort yeah. of an insurance policy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And after the bell rings, everyone's conversation starts up again, and it starts to get like Manhattan bar at 1130, kind of loud. Anyway, mm-hmm. 
tell me about you. How did you, how'd you get into this business? And you might want to use some euphemisms because, you know, I don't want to upset anyone around here. And I'm going to move my eyes over to Tracy again and again. Um, <laughs> I understand subtext. What are you doing? <laughs> There's no long story. I'm a ranger by trade. Well, trade is a very generous way of putting it. Uh... I live up in the mountains, and there's not much money you can make up there, so I thought I'd come here and, uh, you know, just on that grind, you know, 24-7. No, it must make pretty good money if you get so many opportunities to take contracts like this. Are there, like, several a, a day, or people seem pretty eager for that one? Well, there are a few a day. I wouldn't say several for me, personally. Uh, <laughs> I kind of messed up my last mission, so Mac, I'm not on his good side right now, but I'm sure we'll get a chance to uh, kill someone again. I don't know. What? What? So how'd you how'd you mess up? Um. When you say that, <laughs> someone bangs on your table with two meaty clawed hands, and you look up, and this black dragonborn is looking at Finale. Yeah, she messed up real bad. Do you want to hear about it? I love telling the story. It's very good. I will just continue. Finale, don't say anything. Don't worry, I got it. So here's what happened. Um, Finale, great top-notch bounty hunter, super good, very good at it, uh, was supposed to chase down uh, this eh, this thief that was, you know, running around the city, t- picking people's pockets, and uh, instead of catching them, she uh, threw them directly into the water, and they drowned, and it was funny. I mean, it was funny at the time. I, everyone, we all think it was very funny. But um, the guy, the guy they drowned, he was like a bad guy, right? Like was- oh, yeah, super bad guy. But it also said directly on the scroll, like, do not do that. Like, finale, finale. It should have been written out. Do not do that finale. Okay, all you're right. Done, you're okay, dunce, all right. You goof. But like more importantly, like they, they, they hurt kids or like what do they what do they do, you know? I mean, I don't need a laundry list of, like, all their sins in life, you know? Uh, sure, you just look at a name and you kill them. That's and just after, you know, we're after the bad guys. I Listen, I gotta go to my other job, so deuces. And uh, the Dragonborn walks away. So do they, like, serve food? Can we get, like, nachos or something? Or? I mean, not really. Anara, you hear a loud pop, and you look back at your bucket, and Oatcake is just sitting in your bucket holding the stick of fetch. Did she bring anything back with her? She did not. Uh, well, there's now red wine all over the table, so uh, I'm gonna <laughs> jump up and toss my pack out of the way. Okay. Oh my! Thank God. You t- that was so long. There was a huge dog here. If I smell, that is why I was not cuddling with any other dog. They was just chasing after us. Oh, Tracy, look, she's back. Oh, okay. I oh, give her a few scratches so and some snuggles, and I do one of those things where you kind of cuddle her like a baby. <laughs> and I'm going to pull a, a spare tunic out of my bag to try to dab her. Oh, yeah. No, that's right. Uh, finale. This, this yeah. is my dog. Her name's Oatcake. She likes to play fetch in between the dimensions. So sometimes um, she'll, you know, go away for a little bit. And I did that to distract her when there was danger. Uh, isn't that right, my girl? I want all of you to make perception checks. There's two teams. 13. Also 13. Eight. Eight. Okay. Tracy, over in the corner... Uh, you see two ruffians are poking at the jukebox, 
and uh, are just like trying to get it to work, but they're just kind of like slamming on it. One of them says to the other one, like, yeah, I mean, like, I got really use some more money, uh, but, you know, I'm just going to put everything I have on Gordon Lighthammer. I think that's what's going to happen. I think that it could really come in with me. There's no way they would let, like, a devil woman win the, win the belt. Like, that doesn't even make any sense. And the other one says, yeah, this whole dog situation, like the kayfabe on this is very complicated, is very strange. And like, it seems it's pretty not really put together by the creative. I think that's probably a good idea. Finale and Anara also hear this. But Anara, these two people are shouting at each other from across the room. Oh, yeah, I'm only working like 30 hours a week at Electroshack. I mean, I got this job and like I clock in, but like they will never give me any overtime. My manager is super weird about it. So if I could pick up some more hours doing bounty hunter stuff, I would really love that. I mean, I, he won't even let me do any inventory. So I just like sit there and like wait for people to come in and like lick some batteries and then go clock out. But I mean, I need the extra money, but they're like, no, like our budget is too thin. You can never do inventory at the Electro Shack. And I'm like, fine. And Mac just chooses uh, not to look and is licking at his, uh, at his arm. This guy's less subtle than Tracy is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Finale, you hear people are talking about this rumor that uh, has been going around in Fropolis quite a, a while about a man who shows up in people's houses at midnight and just doesn't move. No. Um, this has been like an urban legend that comes up every once in a while. What do people call him? Does he have a name? Uh, you just hear like a snatch of conversation. You hear the like someone is grumbling about the Midnight Man. You know, it would be a great bounty. What? Finale gets like a conspiratorial look in her eyes and she goes, the Midnight Man. Who's, have who's you that? heard of the Midnight Man? No. no. Why did you just bring that up randomly out of nowhere? I heard somebody <laughs> talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> It's this, like, mystery man that's showing up in people's houses at midnight what? all around Anthropolis. <gasps> oh, no. What? No. Mm-hmm. No, that's very bad. That's terrifying. Yeah, I'd like to get him. What so does he many do? crimes. No I mean, purpose. he doesn't, like, do anything. Doesn't steal, even? He just stands there? Yeah. That's the at worst midnight. crime of all. He's probably some kind of pervert. I want to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all do, Finale. I deserve it the most. Since why? Because I want it the most. <laughs> good, good answer. Same with everyone else. Haven't you heard of the secret? I want it the most, so it'll come to me. Yeah, we all read it in our book club. You don't have to <laughs> remind us. As Finale starts engaging the rest of the room, I'm going to bundle Oatcake in that tunic that I was wiping her off with and say, uh, hey, it's uh, going to be nap time now, girl, okay? We have to be a little bit incognito and place her in a little nest in the top of my pack. Flap that flap closed. And then there's, she's running in her dreams. Adorable. I don't want to lose her. <laughs> Everyone at the bar starts talking about the Midnight Man again. Mm-hmm. I heard he was six feet tall. I hear he has a dark pompadour that shines in the moonlight. And someone else says, I hear that the aura just radiates in all directions when he stands there. And when people wake up, they are captivated by it and they can't move. I hear he always has hard candy. I I haven't heard that one. That's, that's, that's that a new one. That's messed up. Yeah. I hear he's ordering nachos for the entire bar. What? For delivery. This is right so, now. Okay, this is so confusing. <laughs> what? I didn't hear that at all. That's so strange. I heard that one. 
the Dragonborn from before uh, stands up says, you know, I heard that he actually doesn't just show up in people's homes. I heard from uh, my friend Bill Billy J- Biljum, mm-hmm. who works down at the uh, at the post office, that when they were leaving after doing late night shift, they saw the Midnight Man skulking around uh, government offices, and everyone is like, "Okay, you know what? That doesn't sound real. That also that sounds like the hard candy thing from before." I believe the hard candy thing. The nacho thing, not so much. No, no, no. And then the dragonborn gets up again. They're like, no, no, I'm serious. Like, he's not just doing nothing. I mean, we saw, I saw him walk into, like, the government office oh, in there. you saw him now. Yeah, okay, I made All up right. Bill. All right, no, it was me and Bill Jum, and we were both hang- we were hanging out. And I saw Your him do it. Your story's starting to fall apart. Oh, my God. Okay, fine. You know what? I'm just going to do that. I'm going to take this myself, and I'm just going to take so care of it. So he can stand, and he can walk. Uh, yes, he can do multiple things. I don't think he's urban legend at all. I think this is a real dude that is walking around Infropolis and terrorizing people. Mac, come on. Mac, you don't have anything for this? Mac puts uh, both hands on the bar and leans down and says, I am so sick. Of you idiots talking about the goddamn Midnight Man who probably definitely doesn't exist. So, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna do this out of my own pocket. He reaches into a little pocket and puts a sack of gold on the bar. This is 200 gold coins. I'm gonna write this one myself. Whoever can find the Midnight Man and prove that he or she or they or it? Figure out. Figure out something about the Midnight Man, please, so we can stop talking about it and I can stop listening to you people talk about it. Dead or alive, Mac? We don't even know. No, alive. Alive this time. I want to kill the Midnight Man, please. Alive this time, please. She's not good at that. I know. Don't, don't, don't I know it. And everyone in the bar laughs. Everyone makes mistakes. <laughs> you know why they call her finale? Because it's a finale the last time they see her. Bow, oh my God, him. that's the first time I've ever heard that. Matt. I know we You're say it so all, original. We say it all the time because it's true. <sighs> Who wants this one? Can someone just take it, please? Um, counter offer. 400 gold for anyone who brings the Midnight Man to me. Alive. Tomorrow. <gasps> yes. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Offer's open. You know where to yeah, find I me. Yeah, I want it. Actually, you guys don't know where to find me. I'm new here. Back here tomorrow. I'll check in. <laughs> All um, right. Again, alive is the important part. The the, dra- the black dragon board stands up and says, you know, I'm going to take it. I got this. This one's mine. And the dragonborn starts walking, uh, running up to Anara. I'm Casey. I want this. I'm t- Mac. Take your dumb coins. I'm taking the tiny girl's offer. Finale touches Anara's shoulder, and she goes, "Tag, I got it." No, what? <laughs> no. Yeah, that's how it works. No, it's not. It's super okay. It's you, you two you are new here. here it is time. super not how it works. You haven't been here in a long time. Casey. All right, challenge. No, challenge, 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 challenge. Okay. I'm challenge, challenging to you. Challenge, challenge, and everyone challenge, in the room goes challenge. We will wobble. We will wobble. Challenge, challenge. We will wobble. Did I say four hundred gold? Yes. If two people bring me this mysterious midnight man, 
alive. Like, more alive than you found him. <laughs> Wait, we need to, like, so oh. <laughs> 300 gold each. For both of you. No, we're, ch I'm not, no, no, no. We're challenging for this. There's no sharing bounties. What is this? This is a kindergarten. You know, they're Bounty not Bounty hunter kindergarten. This. They like, they like peace and sharing. And I can respect that in an abstract way. Casey points a jagged finger into the middle of your chest and says, Finale, I challenge you. You're doing this, and you can even pick the game. I want to do drink that drink. 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 Hey, it's Amanda. I can't believe it's been 42 episodes and we haven't talked about baths. Baths, people. Wonderful, warm oases where all you're responsible for is relaxing and floating and reading a good book and drinking iced tea or lemonade or an iced tea lemonade combo called an Arnold Palmer. This is the mid-roll. We got you a bath bomb. Welcome to our newest patrons. Yobel Sir, Haley, John, Destiny, David, Rose, Evelyn, Elise, Soli, Haney, Angela, Andrea, Evelyn with a Y, Yael, and Jillian. If you'd like to join these fine folks in supporting us and helping us to bring the good word of inclusive D&D actual play to the world, please pledge your support to the show at patreon.com slash join the party pod. You can get all kinds of great extras like access to our Discord, Eric's NPC backstories for every single episode, even exclusive merch. That's patreon.com slash join the party pod. We are sponsored this week by Tab for a Cause. This is a free browser extension that raises money for charity without you having to contribute a single dollar. All it does is show you a beautiful picture and a small ad every time you open up a new tab when you're just browsing the net. And the ad revenue from each of those tabs goes to support charity. You can actually join Team Join the Party and help us track how much money we raise for charity over the course of the year at tabforacause.org slash join the party. So join the team, download the extension, and start giving back by browsing the internet, which I'm pretty sure you already do. We are also sponsored this week and every week by 20-Sided Store in Brooklyn, New York. And it's time for our informative gaming segment, Master Dungeon Master, with Lauren Belanco, co-owner of 20-Sided Store. This week, our question is from Zoe. I'm running a game where there is a lot of GM work. How do I balance knowing everything about all the factions and fronts and background complications required by the game within the moment play by my players? Lauren says, spend several sessions with your players developing their characters and their backstories. Introduce the locations that their PCs would know from the start and world build with your players to discover what they're most interested in. Break down the information needed to run the campaign into parts and decide what will come up in the first session, second session, and so forth. On a small note card, jot down just a couple bullet points to easily reference during the game and focus on the overall story. Anything else you can't remember in the moment, just make up and then jot it down afterward in case it comes up again later. Thank you, Master Dungeon Master. Whether you are a DM, a player, or that brave soul who brings D&D to your friend group for the first time, you can get your adventuring supplies at 20 Sided Store. Visit them online at 20sidedstore.com or in person in Brooklyn, New York. Use our discount code JOINTHEPARTY to get 20% off your purchase. That's 20, the full word, sidedstore.com, and our discount code is JOINTHEPARTY. Now, let's get back to the show. Here are the rules of Drink the Drink. 
I'd like to imagine that like everyone is trying to push as many tables over to the side and you're all going to collect at this booth in the middle. And, oh, yeah. And... We don't have fire code. We don't have concessions, but we sure have drink the drink setup drills. Yeah. We know what our jobs are. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I feel like this is like a staged moment where Nara is like, uh, hey, what's drink the drink? And Mac is back like pulls out a, a clipboard that has all the rules <laughs> on School it. Schoolhouse Rock begins playing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just a drink. <laughs> yes, I'm only a drink. And my purpose is to be drank. <laughs> yep. So you see one of the patrons stand up and puts on a dramatic, very tall, pointed cap, Sorcerer's Apprentice style. <laughs> Wave their hands around dramatically. And you see that four mugs of beer uh, appear on the table in front of you. And then Mac takes a Magically? Si- Magically. Whoa. And then Mac takes an exact same mug of beer and puts it on the table and a crowd of people surrounds the table and there's a lot of grunting and fake noises being made like oh let's move the mug over here no let's move it over here and like they're intentionally like making a bunch of noise and then they move backwards so the way that you play drink the drink is that four of these mugs are illusionary and one of them is real you need to grab the real mug in order to win uh, however, you can't touch any of them. Like, when you do the reach, is your turn. Now, before you can reach out to do the turn, the two players go back and forth, like, um, name that tune, and they say, I can drink it in five questions. Or I can drink it in four questions. And then they go back and forth, and the other one says, drink the drink. For gameplay purposes, when you say question, it means, like, action or check. That's everything that Finale needs to know. So while everyone's distracted setting up and frantically excited about the game afoot, Tracy's going to pull out a gold coin from his pack. Which he loves to do and just give them out all the time. (laughs) So it's not weird at all. And uh, he can do this new thing now called Infuse Magic, where he can channel a spell into an object and give it to someone else, and it lasts for eight hours. Mm -hmm. So he's going to infuse Detect Magic into this coin. You sly dog. And then walk over to Finale and do that thing, you know, where you're in a bar and you, like, look off to the side, but you're talking to, you're whispering in someone's ear. <laughs> hey, here's my lucky coin. It'll help you. Really? Yeah, just, like, take it. Okay. Finale takes the coin and she puts it in her pocket. Finale's never said no to a coin in her life. <laughs> <laughs> don't, no, like, don't put it in your pocket. Like, well, put it in your, keep it in your hand. Is that, like, the rule for your that's, lucky coin? Yeah, that's what you, go, just do it. Tracy, I want you to make the straight up charisma roll to see if anyone cares that you're giving a lucky coin to Finale. Well, you know, our good robot friend is the chillest of chills. He's so chill. That's so. what they say. Trace him, my chill boy. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon is now blocking off his roll from Eric's prying eyes. Hey. That's not bad. No, that's, that's 14. good. I think with a 14, it's fine. You managed to just do it pretty subtly. Yes. On so- this historic day, <laughs> Brandon passed a charisma check. <laughs> I will say that it was 14 plus zero. Yeah, that's still. So, Sarah, mm-hmm. if you use detect magic, one of your checks can be just like if you point to one, it will tell you whether or not it's magic or not. Okay. Okay. While Tracy is doing that, unbeknownst to me, I am going to sneak over to the table and try to touch one of the tankards and see if I can touch them all and see which one is real (laughs) and which ones are illusions. So I would love to do a stealthy sneak low to the ground, always subtle like Inara is. 
over the table. I do a stealth check. Three plus 11 for a 14. Okay. Yeah, you try to walk over. You're trying to sneak your way over to the table, but a uh, an extremely large orc uh, steps right in your way and be like, oh, excuse me. We have official rules going. You're going to have to back away from the table. Oh, of course. I was just trying to... I haven't played with these house rules before, so I was just wondering how you guys set them up. Is it in like a circle, like a pentagram, like a line? No, it's just a line. That's all we can do here. It's oh, our line that's rules. all we're allowed to we're do. All, we're only allowed to do lines. Not after last time. <laughs> but please back away. Hey, what oh. happened last time? Don't worry about it. Okay. Okay, sorry. I was just... Uh, oh. And then Inara's going to pretend to trip and knock into the table. Not to knock it over, but just to jostle the table and catch myself on the edge. Before you do that, you uh, feel a very large hand on your on the back of your shirt. Ma'am, excuse me. Please back away from the table. Okay, okay. Just Sorry, bud. Don't make me feel bad about your mistakes. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, that's, that's valid. I worked in customer service for 20 years. I know how this is. Wow, you're a real veteran of the trenches, huh? Thank you. I respect your service. Thank you. <laughs> and I was going to go sit on top of the booth where she and Tracy and Finale had been sitting. All right. So Casey uh, squares up with Finale. And Casey says, I can find the drink in eight questions. I can find the drink in five questions. <gasps> Everyone gasped. <gasps> wow, five. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh she, oh, she went she went <laughs> forward so quickly. That's That's three less than before. I can find the drink in four questions. <gasps> four, that's, that's one fewer. That's, that's one fewer expected. than five. Oh, I can't yeah, believe no, it. That's pretty lot. predictable. No that's, no, that's actually a lot. That's not a lot. Oh, it's a lot. Okay. Uh, I can find the drink in three questions. Okay, that's pretty expected. That was a predictable progression <laughs> from before. I would have gone three and a half. What's half a question? <laughs> You're a bad detective. <laughs> See you. That's half a question. <laughs> Have you? And then you walk away. And then Where you walk did? Away. Is he? I remember that. And then you go over to the window and drink a whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> finale, finale, fu, nah. Lee? Lee. Okay. All right, there. <laughs> okay, taking away my thunder, but that's fine. Your hubris was always going to get the best of you. Finale. I want you to drink that drink. Drink that drink. Drink that drink. Drink that gobble. gobble. Drink that drink. Drink that drink. Okay. All drinks a drink. So you have three checks slash questions that you can make here. From left to right, I'm going to go one, two, three, four, five. Go ahead. I'm going to listen to all of the beers to see which one has bubbles in it. <laughs> that's very good. That's very good. Uh, and everyone's like, oh, that was a smart move. You got to make sure to listen to it. I would have gone 3.5 questions. So I sort of like lean down toward the drinks and I have the coin just like between my thumb and my Tracy's pointer lucky finger. coin, we'll call it. And I, I hold it to my ear and I lean down and I did try to detect magic. Okay. This is delightful. Which one are you which one do you want to detect? Um, I will tell you if it's real or not, just straight up. Uh two. Two is an illusionary mug. Fake. Alright. 
<laughs> I have heard the beers. I'm going to smell them now to see which one of them smells like that. You know, that swill that Mac serves behind the counter. Oh, oh Mac is hated so bad. That was an, I, I don't, was a cat. That was very I'm I'm definitely not a cat. Meow. Eileen, Eileen down over the beers. Make a perception check for Dat Nose. No. No one saw it. doesn't count. <laughs> I cut a three plus six is nine. Damn, that's your perception is really high. It's great. It's yeah. Okay. Which is why I didn't expect this. Honestly, with a nine, unfortunately, Ugh. you didn't get anything from that. Okay. Hmm. So in between questions two and three... You hear in the background. Shock it! <laughs> Play it! Pass it! This game is so boring. Who wants to play a game with real stakes? Most of the people ignore you, but I think that there's one guy in the back who isn't really paying attention. It's probably one of the ones who were who's like was fascinated by the wrestling before. Yeah, this is really isn't my thing. Well, yeah, what's this? So, okay, so you'll go first. Okay. So it's going to say a thing, and it's going to ask you to do that thing. So, like I said, press this button. And in, in, in your head, you're like, I should press that button. But this game is all about doing the opposite of what Simon says. Okay? All right, make, a, decep- make a deception check. Oh my god, that almost landed on a one. Oh no. 19 though. Okay. Whoa. So it was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll do that. So I'm going to make a dexterity roll to see if he does it. <laughs> oh. In this case, is a high number good because he did the thing correctly? No, he. <laughs> I wanted to see if he would fall for it, but he rolled a 10, and the DC on that is higher than that. So <laughs> here's what happens the finale, you hear as you're making your final question, you hear. Pull it! I'm not gonna do anything. And then all of a sudden, just the and a crash of some tables behind you. Oh no! Somebody help! This man is on the floor. He needs medical attention. Oh my god! Okay, while nobody is looking, I just swipe my hand across the table to see which ones it'll go through and which one is solid. Okay. Would that be sleight of hand or stealth? Do sleight of hand. Okay. Please, someone help this mad poor man. <laughs> Is that a bad number? It's really bad. I got a six. Oh, no. Oh, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, you try to be really smooth about it, and you put your hand through number two again. <laughs> How's my acting, though? Is it good? Very good. Everyone looked okay. back and were like, oh, what happened? They're like, oh, he shocked himself. I'm glad I you know, hurt a person for no good reason. <laughs> Classic Jeremiah, always playing games poorly. Finale is sweating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use investigation to see which one of them is the thing. You're just going to straight up try to do it? I have no other option. Okay. <laughs> and Finale says, I'm going to sense the aura <laughs> of the beer to see which one is real. Okay. 13 plus 1 is 14. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. With a 14... I will say that you detect that number one is fake. Okay, so you can choose any of the five. Casey 
does not know anything that you've done. Right. So he has no idea. So you're going to pick one, and if it's wrong, Casey's going to give it a shot. He gets one question. All right. He's going to do his own thing, and then he's going to try to grab one. What happens if he doesn't get it? When you get to go again. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I pick number four. Finale. You reach your hand out to the fourth class. Uh-huh. And you stick your hand out. No. And you try to wrap your fingers oh. around the mug. This is the worst day of my life. <laughs> and you feel the familiar heft Yay. of a beer mug from the Dead Ringer. And you got it right. You yeah. won. Drink the drink. I drink the drink. You drink she the drink. Drink. Yay. Glug, glug. <laughs> Challenge one. Challenge one. Challenge one. Google gobble. Google gobble. And I walk in front of Casey and I throw the tanker down to the <laughs> ground. Yeah, it just like it just explodes. <laughs> well, that was kind of unnecessary. Matt climbs on top of the bar and says, Finale wins! Finale gets the contract! Woo! I also want all of you to know that I hate all of you mm. and stop talking about the Midnight Man because I hate, again, I hate all of you. <laughs> and Mac jumps down off the bar and lands on all fours. <laughs> I'm not a cat! <laughs> Is he wearing anything? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hey, Mac, were you blind when you're born? Can you see in the dark? Again, I can see in the dark, but it has nothing to do with me being a king. Would you look at a king? Would you sit on his throne? (laughs) (laughs) This feels like a reference that I don't understand. I do not like it. I dreamed a dream that you would leave my bar. Hey, that's not even... Tracy dusts off his shocket, puts it back in his pack, gingerly steps over his victim and walks out of the bar. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, all looks right. Looks like we're out of here. Yeah, let's go. All right. Nara's going to shoulder her pack with okay, uh, sleeping inside and head up the stairs after Tracy. Right after you, boss. And then Finale follows up the stairs. As you walk away, Casey says, you know what? I'm not going to give you any more discounts at Electroshack. Finale flips him the bird as she walks up the stairs without even looking. I hate you so much. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you are heading back up the stairs, and you're back in the atrium. Uh, ex- excuse me, Gerald. Hi, I'm Inara. We met earlier. Bleeding uh, friend. Yeah. Uh, you get hit with a blast of saxophone again. <laughs> uh, fair enough. I deserve that. Um, I-, I know that you know folks may not talk to you all the time, but you probably see a lot and hear a lot and know a lot more than most people in the city. Uh, do you know anything about the Midnight Man, where he might be tonight? We know when. Gerald takes a second and closes their mouth, thinks for a second, walks over to one of the chairs and sits down. They take another beat with an air of consideration if they should tell you this or not and you hear these three sounds in succession the first is a very heavy door slamming shut and the subtle sound of a lock the second is light elevator music 
And the third is unnerving. It is someone else's voice entirely. Maybe a middle-aged woman of indistinct race or background. And she says, And over here, you'll see the beginnings of our most recent collection. A survey of our country before the concentric states were even formed. Thank you so much. And our turns to Tracy and Finale makes wide, wide eyes and says, What the hell does that mean? Join the Party is co-produced by Brandon Google, Amanda McLaughlin, and me, Eric Silver. Special thanks to our creative consultants, Hetty Hunt, Connor McLaughlin, Julia Shafini, and Misha Stanton. Our visual design is by Allison Wakeman, the art mom, and our transcripts are by Nicole, with two L's, Seagert. The party doesn't stop here. The day after every episode comes out, we publish The After Party, where we sit down to discuss what just happened, learn what could have happened, and answer your questions. You can keep the party going by following Join the Party Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We've also got merch, music from the show, and transcripts for every episode on our website, jointhepartypod.com. And you can email us at hello at jointhepartypod.com. For even more Join the Party goodness, check out our Patreon. By becoming a patron, you get access to a wonderful community in our Discord, exclusive merch, character backstories, bloopers, and so much more. That's at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. Another great way to help the show is to recommend Join the Party to a friend. Get them caught up fast by sending them the link to our start page, which contains our beginner episodes for those new to D&D, and our plot recaps at jointhepartypod.com start. Join the Party is a founding member of Multitude, an audio collective and consultancy. Type Multitude into your podcast app to subscribe to the fantastic other shows in our collective, Horse, Potterless, Spirits, and Waystation. Or find out more about us and access our resources for podcasters at multitude.productions. We'll see you in two weeks. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.